SMQBs. This is episode 35. We are back with our NFL Week 4 wrap-up and some takeaways from it, as well as our Plaxico locked-up picks. We got one right between the five of us this past week, so we're getting better. Uh, We talk about the, oh, ever-so-exciting NCAA football Blah. And then we get into a sport that's actually really exciting. That's the MLB playoffs. Watch Milk blow his stack over a couple of Florida uh, ex-coaches and a really nice Ted Lasso brought to you by yours truly, Bison. Enjoy the episode and uh, leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening. SMQBs, this is episode 35. Let's see how good you guys are. Who wore this number best? Born in 1968, Columbus, Georgia, the only player in MLB history to have seven consecutive seasons with at least a 300 batting average, 100 runs batted in, 100 runs scored, 100 walks, and 20 home runs. He won the AL batting title in 1997, hitting 347. He's a two-time AL MVP, won a World Series, and some say the greatest right-handed hitter of all time. Some say. Number 35 for SMQB's episode 35. What team? Chicago White Sox. Oh, big Frank, big hurt, big hurt, big hurt. That's right. This is this is the episode big, big hurt. hurt, which leads us to another hurts. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the painful kind. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant House. segue, Bison. Brilliant. Yeah. What's a what's a bigger hurt? House the Eagles GM Ben Simmons, or the way the Phillies fucked with your heart all season long this year? Carson Wentz got a big win. Yesterday. He did, Happy didn't he? Happy uh, for Carson. He, he looked good yesterday. My, that was my fourth one. Carson getting a big win yesterday. I'm happy for him. Let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. Let's move on. Yeah. All right, Congrats Congrats to everyone who got W's yesterday. Yeah. Yes. How about those Giants? Yeah. How about those yeah, Cowboys? Cowboys, Giants, Washington. Everybody won, right? All by ourselves. Pat yeah. ourselves on the back. Right. It's By the way, does, does lost, anybody right? know who led the league in uh, passing yardage this weekend? <laughs> was it Jalen Hurts? It was Danny. No, Dunn, it was baby. Daniel Jones. Bro. 102 yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can't oh my God. wait for We're Sunday. Back. We are back. Oh, my God. Great win against We're going to knock Saints, the Cowboys sure. off their Diggs. perch and disrupt the whole East. Did- Diggs uh, might have Diggs might have three picks on that guy. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, how how long does it take you to figure out you have to pump fake that guy and go along? Yeah, House. Um, listen, you know, rough week for you. Why don't you lead the discussion on on uh, week four of the NFL? I might as well. I got nothing else to talk about. So, I you guys kind of stole it. This is the week of. So you're saying there's a chance. In the NFL, we have New York, New York. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Mm. The J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 
upsetting the Tennessee Titans. The New York football giants go down into New Orleans. My lock. Into the, into yes. the Caesars Superdome and steal one from the Aints. And look at those Chicago Bears with Justin Fields. Even even Mac Jones. So you're saying there's a chance? Doink, doink. Oh, so close. Even mm. the Jags. The Jags almost had a chance on Thursday night to almost steal one from the Bengals. So at, there's a chance for just about everyone. Even the Washington football team was able to beat the vaunted Atlanta Falcons. But guys, <laughs> I think I think um, I think from week four, I think we'd all agree that there was a big boom in Los Angeles. The Arizona Cardinals said there is a new sheriff in town. They went and put down 37 points. Talk about vaunted defense. The Los Angeles Rams were the team to beat this year, and the Cards put the smackdown on them. Um, I think it was a big, also in the NFC West, a big win from the Seahawks saying we're not going away against the 49ers. And although the Cowboys gave up some late points against the Panthers, the story I think in the NFL with the Cowboys right now is not their offense. It is their defense, which has sucked for the last couple of years. Their defense is back led by two young guns and Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. They have a good defense. The bills are now into full season form being the hapless Texans 40 to nothing. And the Browns defense, another really good defense. I think we can have a funeral tonight for the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger, they are done. Stick a fork in them. Goodbye. Yeah, They're yeah, over. They are done. And I'll just say this about the Eagles and the Chiefs. One thing that was fascinating was it was a puntless game, which is wow, for both remarkable teams. for both yeah. teams. There was not wow. a punt. Um, you cannot there. Tyreek Hill is unguardable. He is un, an unguardable wide receiver. They can score at will, and it's pointless to take field goals against the Chiefs. You either go for a touchdown or you don't even forget it. Because if we were trading field goals in the beginning and almost keeping up, but for every three, they made a seven. We had three touchdowns called back on penalties. You know, Jalen Hurts actually had a good game, but we have no defense. The NFC NFC East, while some on this podcast would say is up for grabs, I think is the Cowboys to lose. They are a seriously talented team, regrettably, I have to say. That's week four. Did you mention the Cardinals defense? They 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 uh, had Matthew Stafford kind of flummoxed for a good part of that game. That that was my that was my takeaway in week one was that Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are for real and they're going to go deep in the NFC playoffs and I stick with that. They are a good football team. Well, they're balanced too. They got a good running game. Chase Edmonds had 120 yards and Connor had you know for your fantasy uh, players, Connor had two short touchdown runs. So. Um, but they, they, don't, they don't have many weaknesses right now as I see it. Can I ask you this, Milk, about the about the Bucks patriots game? I, congrats on Brady, all-time passer. But I, I want to ask you this. If you, can be, if you can be objective, do you feel like Brady was really playing that game with his heart fully in that game? Yeah, I, I, you mentioned this last night on text. I have no idea what you're talking about. Why, <laughs> yeah, would, you, why <laughs> would you think that Brady would not be into that game or want to win that he game? He wanted what, to win that. In the he may have been way. too into it. What made he, may, you, he may have been too into it. He was nervous. Okay. He was complete. I mean, that he guy was, was so amped up. He was overthrowing everybody in the first right. quarter. 
Well, the rain had something to do with that too. Absolutely. No, I think Rooster may. I think I think Rooster might have the point there that that he was too into it. I, I've never seen Brady miss so badly on so many throws. Yeah, he was yeah. way off. He, way yeah. off. It. I've seen that guy play in eight thousand Super Bowls. That's the most like. I think he was legitimately. He, little, he looked like Jimmy Garoppolo. He was nervous. It's the first time I think I've seen that guy nervous. He was definitely shaken up. There were some emotions there. Well, and you uh, saw him in the in the post game uh, interview how emotional he was talking yeah. about his parents being there, his yeah. wife, his kids. I mean, it I was that was Belichick knows how to push his buttons. Him. Oh, he does. Sure, and they threw a lot yeah. at him. By the way, yep. you could just yep. tell. We're lucky but, to win that uh, game. But you know, I, to his credit, he realized Belichick was saying, "You aren't going to beat us," and he started running the ball down their throats, and and that was a smart move. They should be throwing down our throats because I don't know if you saw our secondary, but I yeah. can't. I, I have no idea who these guys so are. So depleted We've right now, it's unbelievable. Both starting corners and now Wingfield. our safety. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I texted at the beginning before the game. I said, "Is this the night the uh, Mac Jones comes out?" And y'all were like, "Man, I'll take the under." Uh, but and you know, obviously Collinsworth had a love affair with Mac during the game. It was almost pathetic. It was disgusting. What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? How many points did the Patriots score seven? No, they scored the Patriots. 17. No, yeah, no, they scored uh, eighteen. Right, they lost. Was it twenty to eighteen? Nineteen, nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen oh, by okay. two. Yeah, at, right. at, at one point, Mac Jones had nineteen straight completions to tie Tom Brady's record. Yeah, let's keep in mind, though, that there was practice squad guys in the secondary. There, Rooster eh. could have thrown for four hundred I mean, yards this, on our defense. This idea, though. This idea, though, that you can pop Mac Jones in and somehow because Belichick in New England, that they're going to have the same sort of run they had under Brady is preposterous. I mean, that is a preposterous thought. It has nothing to do with Mac Jones. Mac Jones may win a Super Bowl. But the idea that this is like that Belichick has his new Brady is just absolutely stupid, preposterous and shouldn't be given any more airtime. (laughs) Listen, well, I want you. I want you guys a lot to know how much I night. love you. I love hey. you guys so much that I just did a sorry I can't talk right now to a judge on my cell phone. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Listen, you, know, you hear that? Rooster may be in jail next month. Hopefully, hopefully the judge is one of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Does the judge I mean, I, listen to us? I don't. I don't think so. More importantly, the other. The other funny uh, thing, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but two two days before week four. The New York Times ran a story on how this year's crop of rookie quarterbacks is statistically horrendous and terrible. And then Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and even if you want to count Jalen Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Lawrence had a good game, too. I mean, they all went out and played really, really. I still think we should keep an eye on this on this crop of young quarterbacks. They could be very special. What Zach Wilson did against that Titans team was pretty damn cool. They were down a lot in the third quarter. He improvised some great plays. Justin Fields did just enough. It wasn't him. The The defense was why they won. Mac Jones had a very, very solid game. He had let the game come to him. And Trey Lance, they lost, but he came back. He started to feel the game late in the game. These are they're all gonna, very good the, young The Niners are going to be better with Trey Lance than they, they were with well, Anyone's better than Jimmy G. Why do we yeah. give up on these guys? They're rookies, and, and like two yeah. weeks in, we're like, right. yeah, they're all going to yeah. suck. And, and to know. Mac Jones's credit, he does read defenses and go through his progressions better than most he rookies. He really does. 
They all have talent. I mean, they I, all here's have what I don't understand, though. I mean, and, and this is, you know, maybe moving on a little bit here. This is my sort of my takeaway from the weekends. Like, I what we used to talk about a prototypical NFL quarterback, and I'm really not sure what that is anymore. I mean, on the one hand, you have Josh Allen, who's enormous and throws, you know, throws a football the way Max Scherzer throws a baseball, right? I mean, and then on the other hand, you have Kyler, who, not that he doesn't have a strong arm, but who is so athletic and quicker and faster that, you know, he, just when you think you have him and you think you've got, you got the Cardinal stopped, he, you know, scampers off 14 yards and NFL players can't stop him. But just like Lamar Jackson. With like Lamar, and and then you have, you know, and then you have a forty-five-year-old Tom. Br- I mean, what there is, there is so many different types of talented quarterbacks in the NFL right now. It's it's really interesting to see the different offenses, and I'm not sure if there is a a prototype or a a you know something that you need to look for in a quarterback anymore than just you know. Just win, baby, right? I mean, that's what yeah. it seems like. I think that's right. I think the one exception is we mentioned Lamar. I think you can be any kind of quarterback and win, but you have to be able to consistently hit open receivers, yeah. especially during crunch time. And Lamar is the most inaccurate one of that bunch. He really is. He needs to work on the accuracy. I mean, Kyler Murray can be rolling to his left, throw across his body, and hit a guy in stride. Sounds like Heineke even though he's a running quarterback. But Lamar Jackson really has got to work on accuracy. Listen, people want to, people want to joke about, about Heineke. Th- that kid has some balls on him. I mean, th- there's, you know, every week he goes out there and people say he has no business being out there. And he had, he's probably had like three of the most sort of ridiculous touchdown plays in the last, you know, year and a half between the two yesterday to McLaurin and to JD McKissick, and then the run he had in the in the playoff game against the Bucks in the fourth quarter, diving for the pylon. I mean, he's got swagger, man. I mean, that's and sometimes that's all you need to make the rest of your team a little bit better. Bison, come on, keep it real. In the third quarter, you sent a text that said, "I fucking hate my football team, and the only guy I like is McLaren." I thought he was talking about his fantasy team. Yeah, I thought he was talking about his fantasy team. No, no, he was talking about both. He was talking about them both. I no, I I look. Terry McLaren is um, is really a special player. He He really is. He is good. He is unbelievable. But I, I I'll tell you right now. Heineke is is as fun to watch. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have the arm to be out there. Wait, so doesn't. you like your fo- so you like your football team again? No, I hate my football team. Why can't I like the why can't I like the quarterback and hate the team? I mean, you know, okay. I like Jalen Hurts. So okay, uh, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. You, take, you like Hurts, but I'm just saying the the kids. Speaking fun about to watch guys who can't hit the open receiver. Rooster, you make. A I don't know. He had a pretty good game. Not yesterday. this, not this past weekend. I, I agree yeah, that he has. That is a problem, though. That is a problem. Hey, who do you guys have tonight? That's a big game tonight. Raiders, Chargers. Talk about some two two teams that are really playing great so far. Who do you guys have tonight? Chargers. I got the, I got the Chargers, Chargers busting Chucky's bubble. Yeah, I don't really believe in the in the Raiders. No, I don't either. Not yet. Okay, no, I think the Ra- I think the Raiders are good. I just think the Chargers are better. 
and they're they're better than their record, even though they only have one loss. They should be they should be three and zero. Yeah, well, I'll well, agree with that. But they are they're a good team. By the way, Rooster, I, I think the Cowboys are really good, but the refs screwed the Chargers. In that Lamar game. Jackson threw for 320 yards yesterday. Remember when that used to be a really big, big, big deal? Uh, he can throw the ball. He can you got to yeah, yeah. Just not accurately. Just not. He just accurately. has to be yeah. consistent. That's all. Yeah. Sometimes he makes great passes. Other times he's got a guy flaring out and throws it over his head or behind him, and it turns into a diving catch instead of a a running big gain. Are we into so, are we in takeaways? Did you take yeah, us in there, Bison? We got to do our Paul Cross takeaways. Yeah, I gave you mine. No, no prototypical quarterback. That's where I'm at. Uh, Pope, what do you got? So, uh, you know, I know we like to call things prematurely, and usually we're wrong. But uh, but I'm calling the NFC division races, except for the wild wild west. I think You're I think we know enough. Yeah, I think You're we know enough now? at this what, point. Week four. Yeah. I yeah. Think, <laughs> There's I think we know weeks. We it's know enough wow. at this point. Of the way. At oh this God. point, we know enough at whatever the body of work is. I think the Cowboys are clearly the best team in the East, but that's not wow. a surprise. I've been saying that yeah. from day one. And I think Green Bay is definitely the best team in the North. And I think that uh, Tampa Bay, uh, you know, Carolina got exposed. I think Tampa Bay is a better team, although they're going to have some issues with their secondary. I think Tampa Bay is clearly going to, you know, I, those are your three division winners right there. Challenge me if you want in the wild, wild West, who knows? I mean, Arizona's undefeated, but you know, Seattle, San Francisco, two and two Rams, three and one that you're both your wild cards are going to come out of the, out of the West. I, I want to amend my takeaway. My takeaway now is that the Cowboys bucks, and uh, and Packers will not win their division. I'm really exactly. Given Pope, damn it, Pope. Prognostication skills, I would say <laughs> that. Uh, God, it's yeah. a kiss of death. You're you're screwed, Milk. Well, are you are you, are you going to take the field? Or are you going to give me a winner? Ah, uh, damn it! I guess the Saints are going to win the South now. Oh God Almighty! <laughs> <sighs> they fucking why, suck. Why does anybody think the Saints are good? Well, you guys that, love Jameis Winston. You gotta love him. Uh, certainly not after yesterday. Two weeks to, let's talk about Jameis. So they have a de- good defense. Erratic. Good defense. Good running game. I mean, they're a favorite going into Washington this week. I don't. I don't uh, know. I mean, I don't. I just don't think Jameis Winston is going to get you eight and eight or nine and seven all year, and he's right on track. Just watch it happen. <sighs> all right, who's all right, Rooster? Rooster, give us your takeaway. My takeaway is that the cream is starting to rise to the top in week four. Um, like how said the bills are in playoff form. They look dominant. Um, the Raiders are the only undefeated team in the AFC. I think the Raiders and the chargers and the chiefs in that division are all good teams. Any one of those three teams could go far in the playoffs. I, I really th- believe in the chargers this year and you can't count the chiefs out. Uh, the Bengals to me are the cream of the AFC North right now, which is shocking. Mm, That is the biggest surprise. That's a shock. I mean, the Steelers are out. The Ravens are up and down. I mean, they just beat the Broncos, which who I thought were a paper tiger and the Browns look good too. I mean, that's a tough division. I'm not buying into the Bengals. To me, the biggest shocker in the AFC is the Titans. What in the world happened to the Titans? How how do the Titans get stunned by the Jets? That's crazy. (laughs) 
the, the are, thing is, is they're still the best in a horrible division. Best, yeah. Worst Tan- division in football. Tannehill seems to be taking a step backwards this year. Um, you know, the Rams and the Cardinals are, are rising to the top. Like, and like you said, the Packers, um, I just think this is all going to sort itself out. And I, as much as I hate to say it, the, the cowgirls really are head and shoulders better than everybody else in the East. To me, that's the takeaway that cream is rising to the top. You never know what's going to happen with injuries. I do think that there are some teams who, who are, who it took them three, four weeks to, to feel their way. The giants possibly being one of them. Oh, uh, I think the giants may upset some teams. They're still going to have a bad record, but they may upset some teams. Um, but the, but the best teams are going to come out on top. Like they always do. Like else. Um, so I'd put my, my, uh, sound on mute because I had to vomit twice before this takeaway. <laughs> uh, coordinators, do it. I'm do it. sorry. Co- coordinators. My takeaway is this coordinators matter in the NFL. They really do. I think Mike McCarthy is a dipshit, but I think Kellen Moore is the top offensive coordinator. Dan Quinn is that's right where he should be as a defensive coordinator. And I think because of Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, the Cowboys are going to run away with the NFC East and they are really going to push the Rams and the Cardinals and the Bucks in the NFC. Uh, I hate to say it, but the Cowboys on both sides of the ball are impressing me because their coordinators have are playing to their talent and Dak his game plan that Kellen Moore has is perfect for him. And the way they're using Micah Parsons on defense is perfect. He's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. And this sucks, but the Cowboys are scary again. It really sucks. Yep. Look, Milk, anybody that makes sense. Anybody who beats the Cowboys, I mean, that's a solid team. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. They're really, really, really good. Uh, I'll keep my takeaway short since you guys spoke for an hour. One, <laughs> I'm never, ever, ever, ever again this season going to bet on for or against the Tennessee Titans because I have no fucking clue what they're going to do on a <laughs> weekly basis. And two, this is a little, little uh, shot to my partner here. It's really, really nice to see the legend come back. I think he's back. Yeah. Especially when you have him on your fantasy team, right? Milton? And when you have him yeah. on your fantasy team, it's oh, extra special and you get him in the second round. <laughs> I've got him in my yeah, other bro. league. Get yeah. Bro. So, so, so milk, you're not, you don't like the Titans against the Jags this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you like the Jets? Cause what team's going to show no clue what's going to happen. Right. right. No clue. Right. They know. beat Seattle. It's crazy. I bet on Seattle. And Tennessee goes and beats them. And then yesterday, how many people got killed in suicide pools on that loss? Not Not Bison and me. Or the the Giants and Jets. How many did that knock out, House? That had a lot, about a couple thousand. Yeah. A couple thousand. Unbelievable. All right. So are we up to our uh, fantastic prognostications (laughs) in the Plaxico Burris locked up? Yes. Where are we? Where are we, House? I've got great news for you guys. Somebody won this week. 
Oh. The, sad, the sad news is it was only one of us. And oh, the even God. sadder news is it was Bison with the Chiefs yes. minus six against the Eagles. <laughs> but Milk lost with the Bucks minus six and a half. Pope <sighs> lost with the Saints minus eight. Uh, Rooster lost with the Titans minus seven and a half. And I lost with the Vikings plus one and a half. We went one and four for the week. Still, nobody has more than one win and me and Pope are still <laughs> oh and four. So <laughs> yes. Yes. So let's keep it going. We are the worst. There are 17. Oh my there God. are 17 weeks. Pope, get off the Schneid and let me know who is your lock of the week. I couldn't I could have sworn I picked the Bills. I <laughs> you did you not. You know the the Giants with Eli Manning haunted the Cowboys at home. And uh, they, they were such a tough out for the Cowboys. But I don't think this Giants team uh, holds a candle to those teams. And I think the Cowboys are hitting their stride. And I see them giving the seven, and I see an ass whooping on Sunday. I'm taking so, the Cowboys. Wow. So is it still seven? Which line are we going it's seven. with? Ce- it's seven. Caesar it's says seven. it at eight and a half. It's seven. It's seven. Right. We're seven. Going, we've been going off score mobile. It's, it's seven. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So we got Pope in at seven. Now let's go to the the three teams that are tied for first at one and three. Oh my God! Begin <laughs> beginning with milk. Milk, what do you have? Please All tell right. me. No, nobody should put their mortgage down on this. Yeah, no, no, no one should. No one should listen to me. Take the opposite. Um, and I'm never going to bet. But Pope, don't take your your home team. I learned that last week uh, with taking the Bucks. Uh, I'm not buying into Cincinnati. I know you guys love them. Packers are hot coming into Cincy. Only three and a half. That line seems really, really low to me. Um, I like the Packers to win by at least a touchdown. Green Bay, baby. Aaron Rodgers is back. Okay, Rooster, one and three. Congrats on entering first place. What do you got? I know. I feel I'm feeling the pressure to stay in first place here with this with this pick. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm between the Raiders and the Vikings. You only get one pick each week, Rooster. We gotta know, set that down. I know. All right. All right. So the the rate the Raiders are giving up four and a half points, correct? Yeah. Yes. I'm taking the Raiders over the Bears. You want you okay. sure you don't want to wait till tonight's game before you make that pick? If I if I like I, it. Would you, do you wanna do you wanna have a supplemental broadcast no, after no, the game? No. No. Please don't <laughs> enable this guy. Bison. <laughs> Bison, you're on you're on a hot streak. You've got one win, and you're one and three, and you're in first place. What do you got? Well, what I really want to do is take the Giants um, mm. because I I don't think the Cowboys are as good. I think they're playing well, but I don't think they're I don't think they're this good. However, since I only get one, and it is a, it's supposed to be a lock, uh, I'm going with Green Bay too. I, I think Green Bay is gonna gonna steamroll uh, these guys. So I'm with Milk on this one. Yeah. Well, my golf partner is dead on right this week. This is going to be a layup for the girls of Dallas and Dallas. Partner. Is, wow. Dallas is going to win. Drinking the Kool-Aid. The, the fact that the Giants snuck out that win against the, the, the Saints got them the spread. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, it's a double-digit win. It will be a double-digit win. I've got the Cowboys. Rooster, man, I really need your boys to come through, Rooster. Come on. They, when have they not played the Cowboys tough? I know. Vision game. Stay every away year. From them. Every year. Stay Doesn't matter how bad we are. Game. I agree. I agree. 
All right. Well, I wonder if we could get two games right next week. Do you think? <laughs> well, we have two of us with uh, the same same pick, so it should be interesting. Yeah, that's right. I love Green Bay. Um, all right, let's talk about something that's equally as exciting as the NFL. <laughs> Not um, college football. Hope uh, some big games this weekend. All I got. All I got to say is uh, Lane Kiffin. What the fuck was that interview before the game? where you're, you know, staring at the camera and saying, get your popcorn in Tuscaloosa against a Saban team that is ready to roll. I have no idea what he was thinking, but he burnt the fucking popcorn. That's all I got to say. Look, number one and played number 12 with a 14 and a half point spread. Number two played number eight with an 18 and a half point spread. That is all you need to know about college football right now. There are two dominant teams. They're both in the Southeast Conference. One is in the West. That's Alabama. One is in the East. That's Georgia. They are headed for probably a uh, two-game showdown with the SEC championship. You know, they'll probably be both undefeated. The loser of that game probably be the number two seed, and they'll probably play again in the college football championship. Because if you look at the what's left behind them, I mean, the rankings. Well, okay, so you got Cincinnati coming in and beating Notre Dame. That was a that was a huge win for Cincy. I'll give them that. Uh, but I'm not sold on Cincy against the powerhouse yet. But Cincinnati, Cincy's ranked number five. Number three is Iowa. Does Iowa scare anyone? Number four is Penn State. Great for Rosenberg. Great for Penn State. Love the atmosphere. White out those motherfuckers, whatever. But they don't scare anybody. The Big Ten <laughs> falls on their dick in the college football playoffs. Oh. Not worried about it. And then behind them, you got OU, who oh. shouldn't be undefeated. What about Oklahoma, Oregon? What do you Ohio, think Oregon? Yeah, Ohio State, who already has a loss. They're out. And Oregon, who spit the bit against Stanford. And I don't but 99.2% on ESPN with like a minute left. And somehow they lost that game. Uh, you're leaving out coastal Carolina. I think what about Alabama the, should be nervous about it. Well, then you, got, what about the Gators? And then you got Michigan, Michigan, and maybe Harbaugh's got something working, but that's no, it. That's what's no, behind Alabama no. and Georgia. So Four um, big 10 teams in the top 10. Yeah. When's the last time that happened. Milk admit you were who knows and who cares. Milk, I mean, you were wrong and Bison was right. Admit you were wrong and Bison was right. Do it, Milk. Wrong about what? There is nothing new happening this year. There's nothing new. Boring. Boring. College football sucks. You guys didn't complain when the Patriots dominated the NFL for 20 years. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we definitely did. You didn't say it was boring, though. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't think we have a pod we can look back on for that one, though. But I got—I have a serious question, and, and I don't know if we, I don't remember if we talked about this. But why? Why is it that Alabama just reloads, and that you know Georgia, and maybe until this year? I mean, why is it that only two or three teams—they're just so far ahead of everybody else? Well, what is hey, wrong look, with college football? Look, look at look exist? at the NFL and look at where those teams are putting their players. And you know, you're your mama and you got your decision for your kid where he's going to go to school and let's see Nick Saban comes and sit and sits in your living room and says, "I've got number 1 picks out of, you know, 4 or 5 out of the last 6 or 7 drafts. 
you know, they're stacked in the NFL. Your kid may not play immediately, but he's going to play against the best. I mean, that is, and we've got what? seven. And I've got Dr. Pepper lined up to pay him a million hey, bucks. Pope, Pope, what's the stat again, that if you entered Bama as a freshman over how many years consecutively, like if you entered Bama as a freshman, you were guaranteed it as a championship for like the last 15 years. Well, no, it started in 09. So last what? 12 years. That's crazy. Uh, 09 was his first championship. Why would you not want to go there? It's it's just, but, by the way, it's no different than the NFL and free agency. Look look at the Bucks. The Bucks 10 years yeah. ago could not get Antonio Brown and Richard Sherman and all these right. guys. Not that Richard Sherman's that great. Yeah. Not your not yeah, your bad, bad argument. example. But yeah. all well, the it's first Ron, game back. Tom first Brady, game back. It's all about a winning environment. And that's the same thing for these kids. And good and, coaches. Yeah, but but and, I, you know, I'm curve, sorry. You're saying and money you're and saying money. There's, you're saying well, money, money coaches? is new. Well, yeah, but it is. It's a big but deal. It, now. But it's the pipeline to the but NFL. Sab- Saban hasn't recruited anybody with the NIL yet. I mean, Bryce Young came there before there was any Supreme Court saying you can get paid. I mean, that that's a that's a new paradigm. We haven't I, even seen. Oh, the yeah, because he hasn't yet. been paying the players. Come on. This is ridiculous, though. I mean, you guys are basically saying that there are two coaches and two programs in the country that are that are the only way to get a kid to the NFL, that they're the only no. ones that have an opportunity to win. That I mean, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy no, that. No, no, no. I, I think hard work, hard work on any team will get you into the NFL. You, if you're on a team where you're surrounded by great talent, you'll still have to work hard, but the chances are a lot better. Just statistically, yeah. your chance of getting the NFL is a lot better. Well, but also, I will say this. I, I just want to say this about that I texted this past weekend. Mark it down. Bryce Young will be the least talented Heisman winner in a long time. I agree. I agree. Also, if you're you're a talented player on Alabama, it doesn't matter what position you play. You're likely to get drafted. You got to be a tight end to get drafted or or a lineman to get drafted out of Iowa these days. And the same for Notre Dame. They're just not attracting the talented quarterbacks and running backs at those schools. So this is part of part of what I think. I mean, this is why I'd like to see the number of scholarships cut back per school. I mean, these schools can can Here bring comes in the Boston so many... College argument. Yeah, they stack well, them. <laughs> they stack. Well, why is that a Boston, Boston College, College great again? Uh, so life wasn't better when when Doug Flutie was throwing bombs. Come on, I mean, man. you don't want to see a little more. I mean, maybe give Florida a chance for once. <laughs> wait, <laughs> Florida had a chance. Oh wait, not. In- not until uh, the Kentucky game. Some of those guys who are sitting, you know, or three and four deep on Alabama's bench would be playing it at uh, Florida or, or, you know, Notre Dame or wherever. I just want to tell our listeners what a happy weekend this was for Brian Pope, because this guy had the Alabama Crimson Tide winning the Atlanta Braves winning in the NL East and the Dallas Cowboys running away with it. The only team that wasn't playing from this weekend was the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, how does he get and, these teams? And my and my SMU ponies are now in the top They're twenty-five for the, the first time. Undefeated. This is Every, fraudulent. Everything's this rolling. Is fraudulent. Everything. It's fraudulent. It's fraudulent. He's going to be a Warriors fan again this year. You wait and hold see. On. The yeah. Texas Rangers suck. So yeah, they, they do. That, yeah, that counts, right? Yeah, it does. It hurts. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got anything else on college football? Well, you got you got a cup. You got some games this weekend to, to pay attention to. Red River shootout. Uh, Sarkeesian's first game 
um, against OU should be interesting. Texas thinks, you know, they got a chance. OU has been uh, asking to get uh, uh, get beat, and they haven't yet. So I'm looking for Texas over OU. And a couple trap games for Georgia and Alabama. I'm not predicting upsets, but Georgia always has a tough game at Auburn. It's a tough place for them to play. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying upset, but Auburn beat LSU late night on Saturday night. Most people didn't even see that. I, I think Auburn might give Georgia a little game. And then I will be personally attending the Alabama A&M game in College Station on Saturday night. And it's it hey. is going to be lit. Uh, they are out for blood. They've lost two in a row. I'm telling my Alabama guys, you know, watch out for the trap game. I realize Saban doesn't have those issues typically, but Alabama may be um, thinking that they sh- don't stink too much. So watch out Saturday night. Not so might be, not calling an upset, be, but it might, it be, might be, you know, 30. Might be the third quarter game. I guess <laughs> shout out 30. <laughs> This weekend is this is the big OU Texas weekend. Shout out to our listener Scott Richard. He's a big Texas fan. He's calling the upset. And I think we have to also at least acknowledge. And I'm Milk. I'm sorry to do this to you, but I think we have to at least acknowledge um, Kentucky. Stay calm. Stay calm. Is five and zero uh, for the first time in really a long, long, long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Cal- Jared Smith, go Clogs. Calipari's got that team looking good this year. Yeah, I, I want. Exactly. Oh wait, football. <laughs> I don't it, wish for ill will on anyone and violence, but I really do not like Dan Mullen right now. I would like his resignation. I think he Share sucks your... total ass. Share I'm your tired text of strength. him. Share your he text can... string. He cannot <laughs> beat anybody. He's never won a big game. We are now going to be one and three against Georgia after we lose. One and three in his tenure. If, if, for the, how you the really feel. if you could see that it's this really should be video right now because milk, you look like like I think there's like a vein pulsating in your I, neck right now. I want I to think- kill him. Sorry. <laughs> I he is the war he's the most timid. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say the P word. But you know what I'm what I'm thinking. He is honestly one of the most. We had the ball with two minutes and thirty seconds left, going into halftime with three timeouts, and he didn't use one of them. I wish my Saturdays have opened up. If anybody has any ideas for pumpkin patches. Listeners, I know you're not going to be able to communicate with us by Facebook or Instagram ever again. Oh, yeah. But, today's, yeah. The day, today's the day that Facebook died. <laughs> but, if, but if you could please put in a special request to see Patrick Meichler's text string after Florida <laughs> lost to Kentucky. Yes. It's the best text string of all time. <laughs> it's a little disturbing, frankly. It's a little disturbing. I can't stand him. I, I thought that I thought milk just then was a little disturbing. Oh, yeah. Well, if you thought that, then the text string would keep you up at night. He's two and two against Kentucky. That is unacceptable. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh, big blue. Move on to a, wow, move on to a sport wow. that is actually competitive and, and is uh, is a little wild right now. Let's talk yes. a little baseball. Rooster We're finally baseball. we finally made it to the playoffs. We start with the AL. There were 16 possibilities for combinations for the wild card coming into yesterday, and everyone was 
rooting for four-way tie. It turns out it was neatly wrapped up in the big game that most of us wanted to see, the Yankees and Red Sox playing in. Uh, I thought the Red Sox were going to lose to the Nats, but they they squeaked it out in the ninth. This guy, Devers, who I, I think in our, our opening podcast about Major League Baseball, I said, keep an eye out on this guy. He's going to be a big home run hitter. And he kind of was a dud throughout the year, but he's coming on strong now. Um, hit a big home run. But the nice thing about that game, I'm not going to steal your thunder for later on, Bison, but... The Red Sox, when Ryan Zimmerman came up to the plate in the second inning, the catcher stood in front of the plate, the pitcher walked off the mound, and the whole stadium just appreciated the first guy ever drafted by the Nats, uh, Ryan Zimmerman. Um, And it was really a nice thing to see. He's played 16 years for the Nats, and as I've told you guys, my 92-year-old mother-in-law absolutely loves Ryan Zimmerman, so... I've heard about him for years. It was a nice thing to see. <clears throat> but the Red Sox are in. They're playing the Yankees tomorrow night in Boston. They finished with identical records, and the, and the Red Sox had a better season uh, record against the Yankees. So that should be awesome. Um, you got Garrett Cole uh, pitching against Ivaldi, and they both have good records. Cole is, you know, if he's on – the Yankees are going to win. Last last outing against the Rays, the Rays destroyed him. So who knows what you're getting with him, Eustace. Um, it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. Um, and then in the National League, this is the one that really just, it, to me, it, it requires some discussion. The There are three teams in baseball with 100 or more wins. The Rays have 100. The Dodgers have 106, and the Giants have 107 to lead the majors in wins. The, of course, the Dodgers are in the same division uh, as the Giants, so they're playing the Cardinals in uh, in the in the wild card. Wainwright is pitching against Scherzer, which should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Wainwright so, sort of rejuvenated, has 17-7 record this year, which is shocking to me. I thought he was on the shelf a while ago. And to me, Scherzer, Scherzer right now is the best big game pitcher in baseball. Um, so I give I give the nod to the Dodgers in that. And so so they with 106 wins, they they would then have to play the number one seed in the National League in a five game series. To me, that just doesn't seem right. I think they should reseed. Maybe th- maybe if if you have a hundred or more wins. I don't know how it would work, but it really wouldn't matter in the AL because it just sort of kind of works out. The best, the best records are playing in the correct seeds in the AL, but in the national league for the Dodgers (laughs) to have to play the number one seed while the Braves with 88 wins for the year, um, you know, get to play the Brewers. It just seems wrong. Um, I think it should be reseeded. What do you guys think? I mean, you want to see the Dodgers and the Giants in the in the NLCS, right? I mean, that's that's what should happen. Um, I mean, yeah, but we, just we later. All saw, and, right. In the, in no, the you're going to see them in the NLCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to see them in the DS. We we want to see them in the NLCS. I mean, right. look, we all we all had the Giants and the Dodgers picked to to be there at the end of the year. With <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, you know, that's what you want to see. I it just 
yeah, I, I'm with you, Rooster. This is uh, it's it's just too bad. It's you know, it's a little disappointing. But can I ask? I, I really don't know this. Is this any different from the other sports? What sports recede? The, that's what I, I was going to say. It's it's like the NFC East winner being a four seed with a seven and nine record. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not sure. I think the NHL and NBA were talking about it, but I don't think they recede. I don't think uh, they do either. I just nobody recedes. This is an egregious example, and maybe you don't make global changes for you know a one-off example, but well, it just doesn't. I mean, you get these. It, the think, NFC East. You're right. Foot, the football team last year winning the NFC East was another example of, um, you know, a mediocre team getting into the playoffs and, and having and, a home game. And, and having a home difference, game. But one difference here, though, is. First of all, you have a one-game play-in for for some of these, right? So, like, the Dodgers could lose mm-hmm. to the Cardinals and be out. One yeah. game. One yeah, game. Right. That's After not a baseball. bad idea. After winning that's 106 games. That's not baseball. That is sucks. That, that's, the, that's not right. baseball. The, the Braves, then, the Braves uh, haven't won as many games as the Jays or the Mariners, who right. aren't even and then, in. And then the next level is at the NLDS. That's a five-game series. So, you know, you could lose three games, you could lose three to two, and there's been lots of seven-game series where a team's been down three to two and come back to win it. So that's one difference in baseball is that you have these shorter series. I think in hockey and basketball, does basketball have a five-game first round? Or are they all so. seven games now? These fuckers play an, an interminable 162-game season. There's no series that's less than three games. What the hell are they doing with a one-game right. series? It's terrible. It makes well, no I mean, sense. The idea in 2012 was to bring in a second wild card to make, you know, the end of the regular season more exciting because you had another wild card. And if we didn't have that, you know, it would not have been nearly as exciting, especially in the National League. Of course, American League, it was very exciting. So, you know, the the, the notion that the Dodgers are in a one game do or die against the cards who are the hottest team in the major leagues guys there. Yeah. They've won 18 of 20 games. Yeah. I mean, they did lose the last two games to the Cubs. They lost by one run and, you know, they didn't give a shit at that, that point. Th- that should be a three game series at least. Yes. At yes. least. So the I mean, I guess to drag maybe that's the answer more. instead of reseeding, just make them, make them a well, three, three to five uh, game series. And, and I guess the defense on that is if you do it is because you have the, the DS series at five games. So why not have wild card best two out of three? I I don't have a problem with that. I mean, more baseball is better. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but, you know, a historic season. I mean, let, we haven't even put it in perspective, guys. There's never been two 105 plus win teams in one division. And you had wow. never, never had that before. And you, we only had other than 1978 and AL East. Uh, four 90 win teams and you had it wow. again in 2021 uh, in the AL East and you know the Blue Jays who probably are you know a top four team right now they're they're out because right. they stumbled early on in the season and didn't come on and, and you know lost a couple key games at the end so you know it's a 162 game struggle for survival and it's do or die and the stakes couldn't be higher. I, I am fired up for both wildcard games. I cannot wait. Fun. Bison yeah. trip baseball trivia question for you. What is the combined age of Adam Wainwright and Max Scherzer? Um, 72, 75, very, 
both of you very close. These two guys combined are 77 years old. Wainwright <laughs> is 40 and Scherzer is 37. That is, is that nuts. amazing? That mm-hmm. is nuts. Yeah. You can still play baseball, Bison. Don't give it up. And, I'd, <laughs> I'd pick Scherzer over any of those four guys I mentioned for one game right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, oh, is, yeah. Who, who's going to win the Cy Young in the NL? It should be Zach Wheeler. Corbin Burns? It's not going to be Zach Wheeler. <laughs> it's it's probably going to be Scherzer. Yeah. The way yeah. he, after getting traded out there, I don't think the, they lost a game that he started. It was Corbin so. Burns on LA Law? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Burnson. Okay. <laughs> he was Arnie. He was Arnie Becker. He was the third baseman on uh, <laughs> Major, Major League. League. By the way, watch out <laughs> yeah. for that guy. Watch out for him. All right, we got anything else on uh, baseball? I'd I mean, like one more. Well, I've got one more question for House. How do you feel about Gabe Kapler right now? Yes, he's going to be manager of the year. <laughs> I just, I've got to know an opinion. On unbelievable! It is unbelievable. This guy's such a dog shit manager. It is unbelievable. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats to the Sanguinettis. I am happy for you guys. I can't st- say a single player on your team other than maybe Buster Posey and he's still Carl there. Shrem- Carl Yastrzemski's nephew, but otherwise, <laughs> I can't. I can't name anybody. Congrats to the Sangs. <laughs> By the way, did you see the stat that the Giants' uh, leading home run hitter has twenty nine home runs, but they lead they lead the NL in home runs overall. Mm. Wow. That's that's a lot of, I mean, they all get the ball out of the park. How about the fact that the Jays have four 100 RBI guys on their team? And they didn't make the playoffs. And did not make the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs. All right. Be interesting. Well, come on, man. Milk, you got a punchable face of the week for us? I thought he already punched somebody. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Dan Mullen? <laughs> yeah. You got a doubleheader, Milk. You got a doubleheader. Yeah. I just Bring out Angry Milk quick. again. Come on. I want to ask you guys, am I punching this guy in the face for what he did this weekend or for destroying the Florida football program? Both. <laughs> That's a double. It's, it's a cumulative. Double. It's cumulative. Doubleheader. It's a combo. Combo yeah. punch. So... How about uh, for wearing a peach colored sweater at his own restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is an amazing story, by the way. Like, okay. So everyone knows what happened this weekend. Urban Meyer got himself into a little, little bit of a trouble on, on the home front, but I love how this went down. So he goes to Cincinnati gets lose. First of all, he has a 14 zero lead, by the way, in this game gives it up. Goes to 0 and 4 on the season, decides to not fly back with the team, sticks around in Cincinnati to party. Like, because everyone wants to hang out in Cincinnati, by the way. (laughs) Ouch. Um, What's going on in Cincinnati? Nothing. Hey, sorry. Sorry to my uh, brother in law who's a faithful listener and lives in Cincinnati. (laughs) My apologies in advance. Realize we had a vendetta against Cincinnati of our Anyway, so he sticks around and decides he's going to party it up. First of all, how old is Urban Meyer? He's a grandfather for crying out loud. He's only 57, for God's sake. 57 and he's he's young. 
He's yeah. young. That seems he pretty young. Out, so I, ouch, ouch. I love this story, by the way. He, like he looks older than that. He decides to go out to dinner <laughs> with some friends. He clearly gets wrecked at dinner. To and his own restaurant. This, then he has a story that there were some college students outside or at the bar next door that, quote unquote, wanted to take his picture with them. So mm-hmm. he heads over to the bar and, you know, like in all scenarios, when someone wants to take a picture with you, obviously, within five minutes, chicks are giving you lap dances. That's exactly <laughs> how it works out. It happens to all of us all the right, time. Like right. that. Grinding, so grind, grinding little urban. I take a picture with you and now I'm going to give you a lap dance. And then this video surfaces. Meanwhile, the, the best part or the worst part is while this is happening, his wife is Instagramming, I think, bathing his kids in the bath. Oh, my God. Babysitting the grandkids. 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 The grandkids. That's right. The grandkids, mm-hmm. not his kids. The grandkids. Are, she's like, meanwhile, I'm giving my grandkids a bath. Uh, taking pictures and everything. And well, the good news got- for her is the Instagram is gone too. So there's mm-hmm. no, no <laughs> evidence. <laughs> then, today he gets drilled by the media. And I love that he was, I love his story that he actually admitted that uh, Trevor Lawrence was, had gone to him about going to Vegas for a bachelor party. And he's like, yeah, you know, you, you got to be careful there. Keep your head above water. Keep your nose out of trouble do all this stuff. And then this guy goes out in Cincinnati and is all over the papers. Now he, I hate urban Meyer just so everyone knows. Uh, He got us two national championships at Florida. He also destroyed the program. He's a complete asshole. And this is exactly what I would expect would happen. I have nothing but bad things to say about him. And I want to punch him in the face. F you urban Meyer. You got everything you deserved. And I hope you go 0 and 16 Milt, this year. Milt, there is there oh, is 17. really only one one possible follow-up question to this right now. Sure. You can pick one coach for the Florida program. Dan Mullen or Urban Meyer. Who are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you taking? I I will take Urban Meyer. I will oh. kill because he led to Dan Mullen. I love that he opened the door to Dan Mullen. <laughs> By the way, I love that we're now playing F. Mary Kill for the Florida football program. That's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the actual video of this woman while Urban's sitting there on the stool? Yes, she's and grinding. She's like him. backed up to him, grinding his well, little. She Urban. just wanted a picture with him. And, no, and he's got his. No, he's, he's got his hands he's on got her his hips hands and he's on, grinding oh, no, her. Yeah. Just a picture. And, and his expl- picture. his explanation was they were trying to pull me out on the dance floor. Uh, you know, screwing around, and I should have left. That—that's how he explains this full-on lap dance. Is they're trying it's to get me out on the damp dance floor. And by the way, do we know what happened later that night? I don't yeah. know. Right. No. He no, should take. A, he should take a, a lesson from uh, from Robert Kraft, and you know, do that. Do that kind of stuff in a private um, massage. Brewster. Brewster. Rooster, does Urban Meyer coach the Jags for more than this year? I don't think he makes it to the end of the year. He's already wow. had a heart problem. Wow. Wow. They're 0 and 4, and the guy's out partying like big deal. I could care he, less. He doesn't wow. give two shits. If I was the owner of the Jags, I think I'd fire him midway. It's not a good look. Like not getting on the plane to come home with your team, that is not a good no, look. No, and you're now you're going to lose that locker room. I mean, 
It, he already ha- has to, right? Hey, his wife is going to have some really expensive jewelry on very soon. <laughs> That's the benefit. Hey, guys. Uh, good, good, good for her. Guys, I got, I got breaking news for you. Uh, Facebook is back alive, and you can now see Matt Rosenberg in his Penn State pajama outfit oh, yeah. getting ready for the Penn I, I State game. That. Thank God Facebook is back. Yeah. yeah. Can't get enough <laughs> of that. As I said last night, I think, I'm, I think I'm about to give up my account forever. So, Do we All have right. any good, anything happy to talk about? Yes, we do. I got a Ted Lasso and it's not a total Nats homer for Ryan Zimmerman, but I am going to, I am going to talk. It's more about the, uh, the magic of baseball and, and rooster, you teed it up really well. And I I appreciate you leaving a little something, a little meat on the bone for me here, but you know, Ryan Zimmerman was the first pick for the Nats. Uh, I think he was drafted in Oh five. And he was he was at UVA, so he's sort of a you know in the the DMV area a little bit, a little further south than than the the Washington metro area. But he's a UVA kid, and he was drafted. Interestingly, they they talked about the Nats uh, scouting guys driving down uh, to watch a UVA Miami game, and the opposing third baseman was Ryan Braun. So that those guys, and, and in the draft, Zimmerman went four, and Braun went five. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but Zim came up and, and really got thrown into it. I think he was like in the minors for like 60 days or something before they brought him up and had him, uh, playing that And the team was trying to bring baseball to DC, uh, you know, looking for the, that face of the franchise and kid comes in and, and really just hit it off with the fans. Um, from day one, he, he got to be a really clutch player. First of all, his defense was unbelievable. Reading some of the articles around here before he hurt his shoulder. Cause he, you know, he, he sort of wrecked his shoulder and that's why I had to move to the outfield and then to first base. Cause he just couldn't make a throw across the diamond anymore. Literally couldn't make the throw. Um, but he, you know, he had like 12 walk-off home runs, including uh, the night they opened Matt's park against the Braves first, first game of the season extra innings and, and Zimmerman Homer to walk off win to, to christen the ballpark. He got the Nats first RBI and home run in a world series, taking uh Garrett Cole deep in game one of uh, the 2019 world series. He is, he was compared to um, Brooks Robinson for his defense before he even got to the majors. And he probably lived up to that. I think most people would say, um, so really an unbelievable career played the whole time in, in Washington. But I thought the lasso moment was really kind of what, what rooster touched on was the respect that he got yesterday. You don't know if this is his last game because he said he was going to decide in the off season. He didn't want a big farewell season, but you know, it's very possible. This was the last game he was going to play. And so when he got a standing ovation, when he came up to bat in the second inning and there's just, there's certain things that baseball guys do. And this is really the lasso is is sort of all of baseball. Um, The catcher, like Rooster said for the Sox, walked to the mound, the pitcher came off. I mean, these guys knew what was happening. They were aware of it. Ryan Zimmerman is probably not a hall of fame player. 
he, he, I guess he has an outside shot because of the longevity, but probably not a Hall of Famer. But still, obviously, respected guy because the Sox they knew how to give him his moment, and then they come back up and and the fans are still standing and cheering, and the umpire kind of moves moves forward and and decides he's going to take a second to make sure the plates you know perfectly brushed off and and you just sort of watch these guys know how to to give a guy a moment. Um, it was the same way in the in the eighth inning when they took him out. They, they let him walk out to first base by himself, um, and then and and uh, Davey Martinez pulled him out of the game. Josh Bell walked out there, and uh, then you looked over and you saw all the Red Sox up out of the dugout clapping for him. So the and and that's not unique to Ryan Zimmerman or the Red Sox. You would see this play out over different ballparks because of sort of the fraternity of baseball. And, and the, I want to tie it in with just a little story about a guy named Brandon Snyder, who was a career minor league player for, and, and he bounced around. He was actually a first round pick by the Orioles uh, to, to play catcher. He only had like 240 major league at bats, never really did much, but he was in the, in the minors for like 17 years, ended up in the Nats uh, organization, a uh, pretty successful minor league player. But at some point this season, the Nats needed a, a bullpen catcher. Uh, and it's just kind of cool that Zimmerman is the guy who said and, and recommended, and this is something that the whole team sort of votes on. It's, it's like a team decision is who they're going to you know bring in as a bullpen catcher. And Zimmerman thought that that Brandon Snyder should get a couple months in the majors at least that experience of being in the majors again. And uh, Zim asked the team if they were okay with it. Apparently they were all thrilled. And so this guy got to come up and, and be, and he's going to retire. Uh, uh, Brandon Snyder's retiring now too. And maybe he'll get this to be in the organization and do some coaching, but that kind of camaraderie around baseball is really the lasso moment. And, and, and to stretch it a little further, even great article in sports illustrated about the Braves manager, uh, Snicker, who coiled in the minors. I mean, up and down, bench coach, this pitching coach, this job, whatever, and never got his chance to be a major league manager until five years ago. I think he was like 66 years old when he got finally got the opportunity. So these guys, you know, baseball's a little unique in that, that they they spend a lot of time. Minor leagues is not glamorous, not exciting. Uh, but these guys all sort of respect each other and they know the, the hard work that goes into it. And it really is, uh, it's really just, that's why it's it's the ma- most magical sport is that kind of, those stories right there. So that's our Ted Lasso. Wow. Nice one. This is a very special Washington week, which leads us to our new segment on um, F, marry, kill. You have to F, marry, or kill Ryan Zimmerman, Taylor Heineke, or Alex Ovechkin. What are you going to do there, Bison? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's always wanted to f a Russian. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving it alone. Wow. Hey, listen, on I, that I, note, I threw the Braves in there. I threw the Braves in there. You did. Yeah. By the way, fun. your man Zim is your all-time leader in homers, hits, and games, and a bunch of things. I mean, he was oh, runs. He was a big solid. deal. He was a big deal. He just didn't draw attention to himself. Hey, listen, as baseball gets underway in the playoffs, I want to list, I want to wish Rooster and Pope and Milk 
Guys, it's exciting for you guys. You're in the postseason. We're all rooting for the SMQBs. Good luck in your postseason run. Oh, wow. Oh, that is so sweet. Thank you. Nice. Wow. It starts tomorrow. Kind of believe you. Sky!